Hello, and welcome to Divorce Diaries Show Podcast. My name is Michelle Trena, and I am the host and the creator of Divorce Diaries, the one and only uh, one-woman comedy show and sometimes a special guest. <laughs> uh, this weekend was awesome. I was in Chicago uh, for an investor's screening and meeting for Divorce Diaries Season 1. We uh, pitched to potential investors and it went really well. And then we had a live taping at the Lincoln Lodge of Divorce Diaries, the first special that is going to be aired on Amazon Prime, uh, produced by David Vaxmullen, directed by Danny Reyes. And I am so excited. It went really well. Um, it was a really good weekend. It was fast paced. It was fueled with uh, support and laughter and a lot of energy. Obviously I have a lot of energy, but I have to say my producer really puts up like not puts up, but like he authentically just gets me and he never like seems bothered by me or like, Oh, she's too much or she's too intense. He just like, seems like, and my director, Danny Reyes. I love it. No, hold on guys. Ah, hold on. All right, so I have reheat my coffee like 500 times and I had to reheat it again because the skin from the milk was in my mouth, gross. All right, so yes, I am still in my pajama bottoms and it's 12.49, but I've been up and working for hours and dealing uh, with the great aftermath of a great weekend. Then comes, you know, the roller coaster of dipping down again where my tickets for Long Island are very low. And I spoke with the booker yesterday. I think she's the booker. I think she's the GM. And she was like, yeah, we should postpone it. And I'm like, no. But then like, she's like, well, I'll have the owner call you. And I was like, oh no. He called me. He was very nice just now, actually. Um, and so we're gonna see where tickets are tomorrow. Um, I don't know right now what to do. I am low on money and I can't be buying all these ads. Um, and I'm stressed. I'm a little stressed about it because I don't want to postpone the show. This is my income. <laughs> also don't want to have five people there. Cause then that's like, I don't make how much money you're going to make with five people in this audience. So I get that. So I want to make a, a good event for the club and, and for myself and for my audience. So I'm hoping that the long Island divorcees hear this and they come out. The show in Chicago was so good. I mean, it was, it looked sold out, but it wasn't like we had 70 seats, but it sits seats a hundred. And when you went in that room and it didn't look like a seat at a hundred, but it's like most comedy clubs that you squeeze in, you know, it was great. Lincoln Lodge was awesome. This weekend is governors, which I really comedy club in Long Island at Levittown, Levittown. And I really hope we get 50 people. I mean, right now I think we're at four, but I've been there. I've been at this position before. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm fingers crossed. Uh, but but I may I have a lot of stuff going on personally, like between I have a family member that is that I cut ties with that keeps contacting me that won't leave me alone on and off won't leave me alone. And it's 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 about what I put out there in my material. And I don't even know, like I and then I had the person that I really liked who I won't date me. <laughs> I don't want to date him now, just for the record, everybody for my own self-esteem and confidence level. I don't want to date him. 
Um, I mean, I, I actually did want to date him a lot. And I, I, I even yesterday was like, felt myself like pushing to see if he'll ask me to even see him again. And I was like, what are you doing, Michelle? Meanwhile, my family member was trying, it was, even though I blocked this person, they still calling me and like sending me these messages and it's upsetting me. And it's like, I just want to be left alone. You know, I just want somebody who, but this is life. I get it. Like, and I always have said this on my podcast. I don't to do my comedy to, to hurt somebody. It's to help heal. And as anybody talks about their life on their podcast or their comedy, like this is what it is. We have rules of freedom of speech. Now, look, I get it. People don't want all their lives exposed. You don't have to uh, sign up for that. Um, so, but there's two things going on. I'm feeling an overwhelming feeling of you should do this. You should do this. It's, well, this is why I can't be with you. And this is why you're a bad, blah, blah, blah. that's what I'm feeling right now. Or this is why you're not as funny as this person, or this is why, you know, you don't, you're not selling it off because of this. Like I have a lot of that going on in my head right now, mostly just random voices in my head, but I had, uh, like a really high when I got home, but then the low of like, then you have to deal with this. And it's like, this is life. And I get it. I go back to pulling out Ed Milet, where he's like, this is when you struggle in adversity, it's how you have these moments to keep to your habits and rituals that will then push through and you'll get up even higher than you were before. Damn it, my coffee keeps getting colder. It's fine. So what I decided to do was just keep sticking to the plan of 100 leads today and creating content and you know, we have a New Year's Eve show back in Chicago land this time in Wheaton. And I got an email that stated we already half sold our VIP tickets, which is awesome. So uh, that means that so they sold 10 VIP tickets so far. How fucking cool is that? Um, and that that made me smile. Um, and my producer's like, maybe Chicago does really love you. You need to move here. <laughs> Because I was joking. I was like, New York hates me. Because my last New York City show only had four people there. Yes, I'm saying it on the fucking broad podcast because not many people listen to it. And I was embarrassed, but it, we still went through it. And I, I love that club that I work there for. They they just support me. So I appreciate him, Al, for letting me have the show, even though it was only four people. And um, I'm not supposed to say... I'm not supposed to say, I don't know if I'm supposed to say or if I can say it, but the person that I liked or wanted to kind of connect further with came to that show and I was really feeling excited. Well, no, okay, let me say this. I really like that he came to me. I'm very happy that he came to the show, but then I'm really disappointed that he came because it's like I, I that whole thing is still fucking bothering me. And I, I, I know when I have spoken with him about everything, like he makes it sound really like I can try to understand where he's coming from. And then there's a little person in the back of my head that's like, Michelle, do not even for a second believe any of it. And I'm not saying that what he's saying is not true about our backgrounds and all this stuff, but it's just like, dude, there's going to be somebody that embraces every part about you and doesn't want to let you go. And this guy doesn't give a fuck about letting me go. Um, and he, he can say all he wants that he does. He doesn't, I'm going to tell you right fucking now. And this is the mood I'm in today because of what happened last night. I'm sick of getting bullied by people and, and specifically not this guy, not the new guy. No, the, the family member who's bullied me for my entire fucking life. 
I am so sick of it and I'm upset because I just want to be in a positive headspace surrounded with positive people and not manipulated and not mean to feel bad about myself. Um, and also I have the right to speak my life on my shows. This is what makes this country beautiful, right? Okay. I don't know. I'm not trying to talk from my ass here, but like I'm in a emotional frame of mind right now because they're the, the components I not like, this is so frustrating because I have people's, my, my family was, ah, okay. I'm just stuttering now because I'm trying to keep my mouth shut in the fact is my career is about opening my mouth, right? Um, okay. The truth, I really thought that this new guy I met was going to be like a guy I was going to date like and be with for a while because I felt I, I say that about every single guy I connect with. So let's just be real um, for like in the like the first week, like not even like rip, but like then I kept thinking, oh, well, maybe, well, maybe. And I did it again going down that roller coaster. Um. I don't, I don't want people like, I don't, and I don't want family members to come at me and like, this is what it is, I guess. This is what, what's going to happen. And for the most part, my family is very supportive, but this one person is just won't leave me alone. I just want to be left alone. No harm, no foul. I just leave me alone. Um, so, and I'm frustrated because there's certain things I can't say right now because I promised somebody that is near and dear to my heart that I wouldn't. And she is the only person I would ever do that for. And the new guy uh, who I really like, I do, you know, respect him where I, I know, like, he, I don't know. He's just, he was so, I think he's also so nervous that, like, his life would be exposed because of me, which... I mean, he didn't say that directly, but like, I liked you. I, I just wish he would have liked been what I thought he was. <laughs> I wish he would have been in my brain what I thought he was. And that's what I think I'm stuck on. And that's just not to say that he's a bad person. He's not at all. It's just what I thought he was in my head is completely different than who he is turning out or wh who he really is and how, what he can handle, which is fine. Cause I don't think a lot of people I don't know, you know, I don't know the type of man that is going to be with me that won't mind me talking about everything. I want, I want a partner too, that's going to like want to create with me. That's attractive too. Like, Hey, you want to do something together? Sure. Like, Hmm. All right. My coffee's shot now. Ooh, I just swallowed the skin of the milk. Um, like last night I caught myself, I was feeling frustrated with the whole family member thing. And then what I've done in the past is like want some sort of like man to rescue me from this other person who keeps being abusive. And it never happens. It just doesn't. This is why I've struggled with it my whole life. It's like, I just want to be left alone by this person and they don't. So like I was messaging him a little bit and I was kind of being standoffish. I was like, oh, good night. Even though I would like text him like, Good night. It's been a long day. And like, he didn't really, he's like, okay, good night. <laughs> you know? And like, cause why would he, if, if I'm sounding one worded, but there was a part of me that was like, great. Okay. My tickets are low. 
the guy that months ago I thought was going to be this person that I'm going to date and things are going to be amazing because he's sensitive is not at all that. In fact, we just keep repeating to each other. We should stop talking. We should stop talking. And then he'll listen to my podcast or he'll, I don't know. I think I messaged him the last time and I'll go in a tangent and then we'll talk again. And it's ridiculous. I have to be honest with you. The back of my head thinks he's just talking to somebody else. And this is all bullshit. <laughs> because I've been there so many times with these guys that they just, they're just literally talking to somebody else. Um, and he can, he's not with me. I it's just, it's, you know, speaking of somebody else, the Greek reappeared. The Greek guy reappeared in texted me yesterday, of course, and was like, what are you doing? Like, how are you? And after like a year, no, not a year. How, when was it like earlier this year? He wanted to get together again. And I was like, mm -mm -mm. I just want to be friends. I don't like look at us that way. Now he's resurfaced, you know, and I was like, look, we were just friends for a while. So, I mean, I'm fine with going out and getting a coffee with you. He didn't say that. Like he wants to meet up and I was like, oh, here we go. I will definitely engage with dinner or a coffee because this other route that I was going and talking to someone that literally will state over and over again, how he doesn't want to date me is not the route for me. And I can catch myself except like, let's meet. Cause in my back of my head, I was like, yeah, maybe we'll meet up. Maybe things will shift then. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so needy. Ugh. Yep. That's me. Needy Michelle. I um, went to, when I went to Chicago, I did this interview, uh, Sugar Beats podcast and Bob Klug, who's great um, and runs the, uh, the podcast, it's his podcast. He uh, had said something about, you know, what to do with, you know, if you have a man in your life that uh, doesn't want to be, you know, out there in the public eye, he's like, you can just gauge material around it. Like you can find a way to not make him feel uncomfortable and still not, um, and still not, what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, and not compromise your comedy. And I was like, that's great. That's actually what I was thinking of doing. And now I just keep feeling scorned, even though there's no scorning happening because we're not together. And I don't want to make this person feel bad. I'm just in general between my family member doing it to me and then my personal life. It's like, it's like both at two sides are coming at me and I'm like, or not that they're coming at me, but like, I feel like I'm getting it from all ends and I'm not being pleasured by this at all. This is horrible. <laughs> that sounded weird. Okay. I, I also just feel like I understand what they're saying. I get it, but I'm not doing anything to incriminate anybody. And I also, I'm just, this and i hate this because I, I i was like i shouldn't talk about it because i really liked this person in a physical and emotional way and yet he's not giving me what i need so why do i like this guy he's not giving me at all what i need and it's like what are you obsessing about then michelle the fact that you are being rejected again probably yeah, it makes me feel very sad. And I, I don't like to even say that because it just gives them power to be like, oh, I didn't mean to make you feel bad. Shut the fuck up. You don't give a shit about making me feel bad. You just care about your own guilt. 
Um, I mean, not him because it's, but it's like in general, I feel like I would feel the same way. Like if a guy was like, oh, I'm bummed that you can't, um, I don't, okay. So I don't mean it like he's, see this is how, you see what I'm doing right now? This is because if he listens to it, he's going to tell me that that's not true. If you're listening to this right now, I, like, I don't want to be stifled in my, in my artistic career. And I also want to find love and have somebody just embrace me and not want to miss a moment, not want to miss a moment without me. And, you know, the conversation had come up once at, a couple of times that be like, what does your daughter think of the show? Does she like it? Does she not like it? Does she not? Like my friend, Rob, he's my Uber full driver. Shout out to you, Uber full life. He said to me the other day, he's like, what are your, um, he allows me to say his name, by the way. He allows me to say his name on the podcast because he's a comedian too, Uber for life, shout out. He said to me, does your daughter like this? What does she complain about it? Like my kids do? And I was like, what? No, absolutely not. My daughter loves it. And then I asked her the other day and this was her response. I'm going to see if I can get her to respond on the podcast. We'll see if we could do that. If not, I'll just repeat it because I don't know. But she said she really liked the show. She goes, I think it's funny and I don't even know all about it, but I do know like it's about you and, and being divorced and it's, it's good to, it's okay to be divorced and you find happiness in your life. And I don't know why it's not already famous because it's really funny. That's what she said. In, in those words, like not verbatim, but in know some of those words she used. And I will also see if I can get her to record it later. But if not, that's what she said. So I felt really like that filled my bucket yesterday. If you ever heard of that expression, you know, filling your bucket, it made me feel like all the other negative stuff just washed away because my child believes in me. She's only 10 and she's like, wow, I'm so, like, she said to me, she goes, mom, you're so amazing. That was all I needed to hear that my kid believes in me. My kid sees what I'm doing and my kid is like in awe about it. And, and, and I, I appreciated it because we want to make every, you know, we want to make ourselves proud, but we also want our children and our parents to like, look at us with pride. And obviously the one, the partners that we have in our lifetime, right? Like a future husband or a boyfriend or whatever partner, long-term partner, we want them to be in awe of us. This person that I was talking to is, was like in awe but not like, oh, I don't want to be a part of that. That's how I felt, right? That's how it comes across. And that's depressing to me. It's like, oh, like there's a lot of people like that though. They're not going to want to be in it. I get it. And then the family member issue I'm having is just, it took a lot of time out of my morning and I didn't sleep well last night from it. So it was like, ah, but rabbits, rabbits, rabbits and rituals. <laughs> Uh, habits and rituals kept me, I guess, abreast where I'm doing my podcast today because I missed on Sunday because I was traveling and having my coffee and just plugging away at content and shows. Um, I think why I get so frustrated when it doesn't work out with somebody I really like is because I felt the potential and I felt the chemistry and then um, it was like immediate, it immediately gets put taken away from me. I don't know what that is, but that happens. That has happened a couple of times to me in my lifetime where, you know, like with the producer guy, 
Um, with the coach, it didn't happen right away because we went on for a year and a half. So it was devastating when it eventually was completely taken away and the truth was exposed. And then the cop, um, same thing, six, six months of that, but that was so long ago. I don't, I don't have all these long-term relationships. I have had like my ex-husband was my biggest relationship ever. And then after that was like these fucking flaky ass, stinky quote unquote relationships, but not really. I have never called somebody my boyfriend since I've been married. Um, you know, I think 20 year old me would have been like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. But 41 year old me could be like, I don't care. It's like, if you don't want to call me your girlfriend, you never deserve to be with me at all. And I'm ashamed that I even was with you. But yet I still keep putting myself around these men that I get, I get, I can't help being so frustrated with this new guy about how little he does not want to date me, but how much he said there's a connection. It infuriates me so much because of my past. I don't know how to get rid of it. I wish I could go back to boxing and get all that out but it's not in my budget even therapy right now like i have to go back to my therapist and i have a fucking bill with her and i have to pay it and it's tight so it's just like let's talk on my podcast about it and make everybody hate me who's near and dear to my i'm just kidding no not everyone hate me i mean i hope i can connect to you guys i hope you have a connection with the story um so i hope if the person that I'm talking about right now is listening that he understands how much I really actually liked him. I said it probably a hundred times now, but like it really breaks my heart that someone can't see potential in somebody because of all their, um, because all the walls that they're creating. Oh, Michelle, it's not that easy. I wish you could see what's in I wish you could see what's in my head. That's what I wish people could see what's in my head and understand how it well, you might not want to. <laughs> it might make you want to do a fucking line of Coke or a Xanax, because I'm really hyper and really all over the place. Um But I have a good heart and I have empathy. And those are two things that sometimes I think people take advantage of. Uh, and I'm not saying, again, look at me, I'm trying to like cover up. I'm not trying to say that this new guy was trying to take advantage of me at all. I'm just saying the whole situation has me on another level of infuriating frustration. And um, the family member thing today has me on a level of frustration like no other. And it also just like makes me sad. Like you, I feel like I'm in kindergarten. Like why can't anybody just be my friend kind of feeling? So. But, okay, I'm going to turn this episode around at the end and make it very positive because what I am super grateful for is the fact that a year ago I did not have a creative team behind my back like I do now, and I am so frigging thankful for them. David, Fox Mullen, Danny Reyes, Emily Ramirez, Ali Sky, Preston O'Phil, Preston, I hope I'm saying your last name right, Preston O'Phil. Um, and everybody who came out this weekend at the Lincoln Lodge, like you rock my world. Like there was six different divorce attorneys there. I had a um, hearing impaired fan who was, I was in tears when his interpreters were there and me and him were talking with the interpreters before the show. I honestly, like, I was like, this is why I do what I do. And all the other stuff does not matter. Uh, 
So, yeah, I think I'm on the right road. It's just a matter of how you navigate it. If you hate my content, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If you hate my content and you know me, please know that I don't come from a bad place. And if you love my content and you know me, I love you. And if you love my content and you don't know me, reach out and let me know what you love about it. Um, I do hope that the family member that is like on and off reaching out and being very, you know, like defensive and towards me, I just hope they leave me alone and know that I do just want peace for them and that me discussing my life and how certain things have affected me in my life has nothing, is in no way trying to, you know, put them in a place where they're outed or um, made to be in any weird circumstance. But I went through a lot of, um, I went through something that was traumatic to me. And I think everyone has something in their life. So I don't, I don't like that I'm being bullied to shut my mouth. And that's kind of where the frustration lies too, is somebody just wanting to be with me to be with me. And not fear all this stuff and like. It's definitely a sign from God to just focus on me, right? And my daughter, of course, and not let these people that come into my life fool me about like what their intentions are, Re regardless, like the new guy was intention is very, you know, I think it's very sincere, but I tend to get angry when I don't get what I really hoped for and want to think the ne think in my brain, well, person you know defensive and all that stuff um yeah like my friend rob was like he'll never date you so you have to like not talk to him he'll never ever i hate when people do that he'll never date you like i i i just it's like the worst thing to say to somebody it's like what the fuck i am not fat off of a shitty piece of steak i mean <laughs> all right upcoming shows new jokes, new material, uh, coming up at governor's comedy club, hopefully on Friday night, go get your tickets, divorcedarryshow.com. And then in new year's Eve, the West side improv, and then January 14th at the dojo East in Morris Plains. My cousin candy will be featuring that show. It's her birthday weekend. It's going to be lit. So just also a heads up on the New Year's Eve show, we have David Vox Mullen again, my producer, and he's featuring, and also my writing team will be there to do the improv part with me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I hope to talk to you guys via messaging or let me know how it goes. Or if you want to tell me that my I'm just kitten shirt is weird or pretty or what, go for it. Love you guys. Ha keep living your happily divorced afterlife. I'm Michelle Trina, and this is Divorce Diaries.